island. Uh, hey, Mark. Yeah. Uh, is your uh, refrigerator running? Yes. <laughs> well, that's... You better go catch it! <laughs> you got me. With an April Fool's stinger. Yeah. Uh, probably got everyone at home as well who might be called Martin check, who's listening. Yeah, check your fridges. <laughs> they might be running all over the place. Um, um, yeah, so this is our April Fool's Day episode. Yeah. Two days after April Fool's, or four days after April Fool's, rather. Oh, we're going down the same road we went down on the first <laughs> first take we did that we decided we didn't like. This is our fourth take of the uh, the intro. We were just pranking this with the first takes that you'll never hear. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah funny all day, oh, April wait, Fool's. We're not even recording. Oh. April Fool's! Oh! <laughs> yeah, she got me. One mil. But this is... this oh, is one, one. This is Thursday now. Yeah. <laughs> did you prank anyone on April Fool's Day, Martin? We got uh, Mr. X. We pranked him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we pretended to be uh, someone from the HR department of a company and uh, telling him that he had the incorrect title on his LinkedIn. Yeah. And he got uh, awfully defensive with uh, Susanna from HR, <laughs> who was the character we had. Um, and at that point, we were like, that's no way to talk to Susanna from HR. She, she was laughing at that point. Oh, um, wait. You said. You said. <laughs> Said I missed react. I've just said it again there. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, well Mister X might get angry at you. You don't believe that. I have to do that. as angry as angry as he got at Susanna from HR. Yeah, which was very angry. Aren't you saying as angry as he got? He was still holding back a little bit just in case there's it wasn't. The, there's, it was the real. Small, there's always the small chance. That's the thing with April Fool's Day is everyone will always believe something a little bit, <laughs> and it's that little bit that you really gotta. Yeah, wiggle out. Capitalize on. I didn't really do any pranks. No. Except I pranked. I did prank Martin because he was like, "Oh, were you oh, talking yeah. to this friend of mine the other night?" And I said, "No," because my friend <laughs> that Kevin was talking to on that night told me I was talking to Kevin that night. So yeah. I was like, "Hey, Kevin, you talking to my friend that night?" And no. Like, no. And I was like, "Oh, oh, why would my friend say that?" And I was like, "Gotcha, bitch." <laughs> I was talking to him. Ah, uh, it was. I would have fucking died of embarrassment at that. I got <laughs> fooled so bad like that. <laughs> yeah. I have a thing, uh, well, we were talking about it the other night, where it's like, there's an X-axis and a Y-axis for pranks. Oh, yeah. Where the X-axis, that's how long you let the victim believe mm-hmm. that the prank is, uh, or that the thing you're asserting is real. Yeah. And then the Y-axis is like the severity of the... The, the, uh, the lie. The lie, the misleading. And there's a line... There's a line which is like a downward slope. Mm. So and what, if you're on that line, you're good. If you're on the line, you're having a fine. Yeah, so um, if I were to say to you something like, Martin, do you know that elephants uh, can't stand up? They really or can't stand on four legs. I right. said that. And they're only ever... No, that's a bad one. And I went like a week believing that. Or a year, your whole life even. Years yeah, years. That's, that's still on the line. Until you repeat the facts somewhere and they know that you've lied. Yeah. And then I realised, still on the line, that's fair. Yeah. Or you could do a whole, like, oh, someone you really care about's dead. But then, oh, quick, 0.1 seconds, I pranked you. <laughs> You're on the line. Uh, <laughs> okay, Jenny, your father's dead. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's that... not funny. It's not necessarily funny, but it's okay. But yeah, you, you, you get, basically, if you're over the line, you're going to get called into HR. You deserve it, yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's the whole thing. It's the HR line. If you told someone their family was dead and you let them go into hysterics and start crying and like have to run to the hospital or something, then you've gone way over the line. line. There is only so long that prank will last for. It is quite disprovable. 
Yeah. Oh, it's very verifiable. Yeah. <laughs> what if, right, you start off... With... You wouldn't want it to get to that point where they have to verify it. Well, if you say to me, right, hey, Kevin, your mum's dead. And I'm like, oh, no, what? And then you let me go of it. And then I ring up and I find out by happenstance my mum has actually just died. <laughs> then is it a prank? <laughs> what, did, what would you do then? Uh, I'd worry that I have superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> the April Fool's. That'd be like a horror movie. The April Fool's. Like the uh, everything you try and prank comes true. Oh, you're pranked from the life. <laughs> yeah. Like a Goosebumps episode. Yeah. Oh, thems are scary. Yeah. Oh, so April Fool's is a funny old one because it's kind of hard to pin down the exact origins of it. Yeah. Before I go into the history. Yeah, go on. I looked at the boring old history for you. Mr. History. Mm, so, first thing, the earliest thing they have, you know Canterbury Tales? Yeah. This medieval literature. Must have, they're like, there's an incredibly shaky connection that someone was making online to Canterbury Tales. <laughs> there's a story called, I think it's the nuns, the priest nuns tales called. And okay. It's about a chicken or a cock, cockerel, yeah. who's, uh, you got tricked by a fox. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's like a line in it that's like, the 32nd day of March. And they're like, oh, that would be April 1st. Which is, uh, and then the, the, the cockerel gets tricked. Must be, must be April Fool's Day. Yeah. But then they're also like, actually, we think that might have been a, a smudge and it really said like 32 days after, before March or something. Okay. And uh, yeah, so that's pretty much probably not talking about April Fool's. When was that? Like 13, 1382. Okay. Yeah, so real old shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, um, I think the, the next oldest one was like 1582. For people used to celebrate, I think, in, especially in France and probably across Europe, though, they celebrate March on like the twenty fifth of, uh, or celebrate New Year's. Oh yeah, and on, a different, on the, yeah, a different day. It's like a festival that starts on the twenty fifth of March or something. It starts on twenty fifth of March and it ends on the first of April. Yeah, and then the lads all switched, switched from to the Gregorian calendar, mm. and so half the people had switched over to January first being New Year's. But <laughs> the absolute fools yeah. who didn't get the memo were still celebrating on April first. Okay, and then the bloody April fools. <laughs> so people would just make fun of them. Yeah, and do stuff like put fishes on their back. Ooh. This was the thing in France. Yeah. Poisson d'Avril. Poisson d'Avril. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's a little fun game they play. That's Sneak up on someone and put a paper fish on their back. What was the significance of the fish? Um, I don't know. You're funny a bit a of a you, know, you bloody fish. Yeah, you don't <laughs> want to be a fish. Bloody <laughs> damn Idiots. fish. Idiots of the animal mm-hmm. kingdom. Um, and the first reference, English reference, was by John Aubrey Ooh. in 1686, who called it uh, Fool's Holy Day. Holy Day. Yeah, Fool's Holy Day. Yeah. Do you hear about the, the, in the 16th century, there was an absolute classic April Fool's Day prank. Hmm. Uh, maybe you've heard of this one. Uh, they sent out invitations uh, to a bunch of cons being like, come see the, you and a friend, you can bring a friend to come see them washing the lines in the Tower of London. Okay. Watching the albino lions in the Tower of London. The lions, like the... Oh, the lions. Lions, so, yeah. yeah. So they, they're like, this, they're the albino white lions in the Tower of London. Yeah. You're invited to come watch us wash them. Yeah. And so, so a bunch of people turn up to the Tower of London and be like, come on, go see the lions. They're helping the lions. And where were they? There was no lions. Oh. <laughs> you, you, you just fell for it. <laughs> you fell for it. I'd believe that. I'd go to see... Uh, a lion washing. This became a classic prank, and it was like repeated from like the 1600s up to the 1800s and the 1900s. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I don't think it was all that good of a prank because there did used to be a, a menagerie of creatures in the Tower of London. Yeah, exactly. There was leopards. I wouldn't put it past them to have a lion there. I read that there, no there was a polar bear there yeah. who had a license to fish in the Thames. They <laughs> <laughs> like, trained at the fish in the, in the Thames and, and they gave a license to an animal. Yeah, They did mad stuff back Didn't then. Didn't they, they gave a dog like a Medal of Honour? Or a horse, a medal of honor. <laughs> yeah, legend. Yeah. There's a dog that was uh, that was mayor. Oh yeah, there's a cat that's a librarian. Isn't that's it? true. We should do an episode on animals with, with jobs. jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, actually, animals with jobs is one of my favorite things to think about. Yeah. Like, so, what what funny jobs have you thought of? Uh, there's a dog that's a beekeeper, <laughs> and it has a beekeeper suit. This this is real. This isn't a joke. <laughs> But we digress. We'll get it. We'll circle back to that. I bet his snout would look funny if he got stung. No, well, he had a suit. Oh, he's got the whole the whole hat. Yeah, yeah, he had the beekeeper costume, but for a dog. Anyway. <laughs> um, oh yeah, another people point to as the origin of April Fools is that it's a biblical reference to the uh, the Great Flood narrative. Okay. Apparently, Noah sent out the dove too early. Yeah. You know, he sent, and uh, that was on April Fools' Day. Noah, the biggest yeah. April Fools' trick ever. So yeah. Um, that's the sketchy history of April Fool's Day. Yeah, in a nutshell. I'm glad it exists. Ugh. Yeah, it is a fun one. It's good for a bit of fun, a bit of levity. But also, if you're some years, I'm just not bothered about it, or not up for it, and then it can be really annoying. Yeah, if you're not, you know, you feel like you don't want to participate in a prank. <laughs> yeah, and then you get pranked, and you're like, can't believe this. Nah, I've got I, I wasn't playing. Yeah. <laughs> do you do the whole thing though? Afternoon, I keep going. It's April Fool's Day. Look, whenever. Not April Fool's morning. Yeah, no, fuck that. Yeah. And sometimes people go, oh, well, actually, April Fool's is dead and gone, so you're the fool to carry on. And it's like, no, you're the fool. Fuck off. Because I just pranked you. And that line was really lame. Yeah. Do you think that was a comeback? Like, Yeah, it's some, <laughs> some mother who'd had enough of all her children's meddling on April Fool's Day came up with a, a cool rhyme. Well, not even <laughs> it's cool. not a cool rhyme. Exactly. She t- Here's a fun rhyme for your kids. Yeah. It's like, mum fun. Yeah, exactly. And then all the kids are like, oh, now we're the f- Mum said we're the fools. Can't believe she got us. <laughs> That's only a thing, apparently, in the UK and Ireland. Yeah. Or uh, the colonies thereof. They have in uh, in Poland, they, they do basically April Fool's Day out there as well. Mm. But uh, they take it so seriously that there was, in, in 1683, they had this Polish anti-Turkish alliance, oh, yeah. which they had to sign on April 1st, but then they backdated it to March 31st, so people would actually <laughs> believe that it's real. <laughs> <laughs> but they also do the afternoon thing. It's considered not classy if oh. you do it at the afternoon in Poland. Yeah, they're, they're real gentlemen, though. They've made it a sport almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, some, some traditions around the world. <laughs> I found a list of thing, other things you call fools in the UK. Oh, yeah. A noodle. A noodle. A gob. A gobby. <laughs> or a noddy. A gob. <laughs> a gob and a noddy I've heard. A gobby I haven't heard of. <laughs> noddy, uh, that child, beloved children's, children's character. Show, yeah. He's just a big idiot. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard, like, gobshite, have you heard of that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we love gobshite over here. That's yeah. a classic. Yeah, it's a good one. My mom calls gobshite a lot. Um, yeah, it's, it's nice to have a lot of words for idiot in your arsenal. Yeah. Gombean. <laughs> yeah. 
absolute plonker. Oh yeah, my, my dad would call us plonkers. Yeah. And uh, goms. 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 <laughs> my my mom had a very cute one she'd call us, uh scutter arses. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've heard about that one. I didn't know it meant diarrhea for a long time. Yeah. Oh, she called us your scuts, get off. <laughs> you diarrheas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought oh, that was a cute little man thing. Endearing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Spanish speaking countries they have Dia de los Inocentes, <laughs> the Holy Innocence Day. It's late in December, um, but whenever you prank someone, you say, "You innocent little dove that let yourself be fooled." <laughs> <laughs> That's much better than saying April <laughs> Fools. Yeah. That's pretty weird. Yeah, you cutting. innocent little dove who let yourself be fooled. You'd feel such a fool. After like, oh, that. I am such a dove. I'm not a dove. <laughs> um, yeah, I think. In the rest of the world, anyway, it's, it's, I guess, adopted haphazardly. There's no real... I think it's in, like, the Western world that it's pretty big. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really find any Asian examples of April Fool's Day. No. Belgium have a day, or used to have a day, called uh, the Day of the Stupid Children. Yeah. Where <laughs> adults and teach, like, teachers and parents would trick the kids there in contact. <laughs> and, like, really just, like... Because like, the kids would have no chance against. It was such adults. a fun day. It's so easy to trick a child. Yeah, yeah. 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 But um, there for a while, I think they ran April Fool's Day and Day of the Stupid Children together. Yeah. But you know, eventually, the Day of the Stupid Children got phased out. <laughs> there was another place I heard of as well who had a sort of a, a version of that where the children would lock their parents into a house. Yeah. And they or out of the house until the parents agreed to buy bring them either agreed to buy them treats either that day. Or the day after. <laughs> the day after was definitely put in there. As yeah, well. yeah, you can do as the day after. What about tomorrow? I'm bloody lock you out again. <laughs> in Ireland and Scotland, or like it's obviously not done anymore. But the whole tradition was to give the fool a letter. Oh yeah. That says uh, send the fool further. <laughs> That's a good bit. Yeah. I wonder. Oh, what I I would get that and I'd just be like. Why did you give me a letter that says send the fool further? <laughs> I think I'd uh, I think I'd be able to yeah. roll with it. Yeah. Maybe not. I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah. I'd actually I'd tell them to go somewhere and they'd be like, I'm not gonna listen to you. <laughs> People wouldn't respect me enough to yeah. take well, a command is, from me. Back in the days where messengers were just like, you could tell them to do all, any old message. You'd get like the stupid younger son or something, and they'd be like. Manningly, yeah, this letter now. He'd be obedient, and he'd be like, <laughs> respect your elders. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. When there's like more of a positions of power thing, you send them to the vicar. Yeah, then they call it something. They did in Scotland as well, but then they call it something funny. It's like goo oh, hunting the... day or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it was that. <laughs> it was something like, that. like the word for a cuckoo back then was like a guacker. Like, yeah, uh, in Scandinavia. The whole thing is that me- news media outlets will publish exactly one false story. <laughs> it's very controlled chaos. Very polite. Yeah. This is the opposite of Poland, I'd imagine. Yeah. Going ham Everyone's pranking. <laughs> um, but recently, like, brands, you know, yeah. since social media became a thing, brands have started to become the pranksters. Weirdly trying to be... Yeah, they, they all seem like mildly out-of-touch human beings, these brands, you know, mm. that are trying to get hip they're starting to get very good some of them are posting like oh I'm depressed memes and stuff like that and like, it's like Wendy's Twitter cracked it had Wendy's, totally Wendy's is actually very good but it had everyone totally fooled but it's the, I, don't, it's, it's, I think yeah. the cracks are starting to appear in it now yeah. but it had us all to- completely forgot that Wendy's was an evil was corporation <laughs> yeah. for a bit it's like hold on a second 
But yeah, so it wasn't really until social media became a massive thing that all companies were like, oh, let's do uh, April Fool's pranks. Um, But the first couple of ones to do it, um, like BMW did it in the 80s, but back then it would just be literally a print ad and that would be your April Fool's joke. It wouldn't be like a whole viral thing like you see nowadays where they create like fake products and stuff like that. BMW had one that was like a, a rain deflecting open top car <laughs> and a car which had road warming lasers. Um, that <laughs> That's it didn't, a good one. Yeah, no one like really took offense to it. Um, a couple of no people one, probably rang up looking for it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but like it was back when it was like, okay, it's a funny, innocent little prank. Um, but now, like, you get people doing serious stuff. Like, well, not serious, like Gmail in 2010. <laughs> Um, they changed the send button on the email thing and it, they replaced it so it wasn't even like there was an obvious button that you were pressing that was the wrong button mm-hmm. people were just clicking this button because they thought it was the send button but it was a mic drop button <laughs> and it would just reply to the email thread with a minion gif dropping a mic and then mute the thread for the rest <laughs> of the day so a load of people were just like replying to emails and all Job of a sudden offers. yeah stuff like that and yeah things, you know, and uh a lot of important emails went unread, so they had to end up sending out an apology um, <laughs> to everyone. One of the funniest things in the world is a prank gone wrong. Oh, yeah. Especially just, like, such an innocent, intentioned one like that. Yeah. But they just didn't think about the send button and thing. When they, when they have to apologize after it, it's... Uh... Oh, yeah, because that, that one's, like, they're being all, like, ha we're a funny social media company, and now they're like, we're very sorry. They're very, they're very <laughs> corporate in their apology, then. Yeah, yeah, two weeks later. <laughs> the mask has fallen like, off. It's like the, the company gets drunk at the April Fool's party, and then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry I did that. <laughs> Qualcomm in 2009... Uh, they had a joke where they said they were going to install tiny chips into wolf pigeon hybrids, um, and these uh, they were pigeons, but they'd act like wolves in their mentality. They'd have like packs, and some pigeons would be lone wolves and go to areas with bad coverage with these chips, so it would give like coverage and, and stuff like that. But it kind of feeds into the birds aren't real myth, um, with, with them just being basically like telecommunications provider things. Yeah, I thought they were spying on us. Yeah, they are. That was a prank. Well, yeah, well, Qualcomm maybe were doing it all along and they were like, ooh, let's just slip this into an April Fool's prank. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it wasn't a prank at all, and that was the prank. Yeah. There's wolf pigeons flying around all over. Yeah, that would be good. Um, do you hear about this? This is a classic prank. Mm. Um, the spaghetti tree hoax. I've heard of this, but I can't remember what it's about. This is the good old BBC. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Like a chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> a good sensible chuckle. This is in the 50s, and like the BBC didn't do stuff like this then. Yeah. They were like very trusted as a broadcaster, mm. just because they wouldn't do ads and stuff. Right. And they still are. But, yeah. you know, back then, they, they ran a story, and they got like a really credible, serious journalist to do the story. Yeah. And they did ran a story about uh, the, the spaghetti tree harvest in Switzerland. Yeah. And then, like, they're like, oh, and here you see the Swiss peasant harvesting spaghetti and drying it out. And they're like, it's a good year for the spaghetti due to a mild winter and the near eradication of the spaghetti weevil. <laughs> the spaghetti weevil. And people are, like, ringing up BBC trying to get tips on how to grow their own spaghetti trees. Which they'd answer to. they go, Put it in a can of beans, hope for the best, or can of salt and plant it in the can. <laughs> That's brilliant. It was, uh, back then, the BBC, or spaghetti, was like a, a luxury item. Yeah, it yeah. Had, it wasn't like, it's a staple now. Yeah, everyone can get Everyone it bloody spaghetti. And back then, I bet it was all like fresh spaghetti as well. No, apparently it was all spaghetti and salt in a can. 
Oh. Yeah. And it probably was a bit of dry, but yeah. that was the most popular. The common thing you see is the sauce. Spaghetti in a can, already cooked. Yeah, yeah, like the hoops. Yeah, yeah, okay. But uh, the video itself is quite funny because it's wet noodles of spaghetti and they're just like placed on the leaves of a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Back then, you couldn't have told them. It's like, why would they be wet when you picked them? <laughs> I, I thought an issue was going to be, they're taking dry strands off the tree, but no, it's wet strands. Wet, yeah. Like wet. wet apples off wet, the tree. Wet getty. Whisketty. Yeah. Um, the BBC did another one in 1980, uh, where they said that Big Ben was going to go digital, <laughs> and uh, it's going to be called Digital Dave. <laughs> the, the analog clocks were available uh, for keeps to the first lucky caller into the radio, the BBC radio. Um, but obviously, they got a lot of calls anyway from people who thought it was real. I want the clock. We had to apologise. <laughs> you shouldn't have to apologise. I know you're an idiot for. Like, you, you're such a dumb dumb. <laughs> I'm like certain other pranks that do certainly warrant yeah, exactly. an apology. Yeah. Um, do you want to do the Playboy one? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> That was, uh, was it in the? It was two thousand, so it wasn't that long ago. It was after they weren't communist anymore. This is Romania. They'd had a bit of time to stand on their feet since then. <laughs> Chill, they've chilled out. And Playboy Romania decides to run uh, a whole, a big old bit in their in their series in one of their magazines one about of big articles. Yeah, about uh, how to beat your wife without leaving any marks. Yeah. Uh, well, who was it written by? It was like the, it was an ex cop. Ex-cop, yeah. And um, it was like, the tips in it were like, hold your wife by her hair so she can't get away, and then like, describing how to beat her then with a variety of objects. Worryingly, like, legitimate tips. Like, if you want to catch your wife and beat her up, this would probably be good advice. Yeah. it was, yeah, it was was intended as a joke, but it didn't go down too well, because Romania actually had one of the highest rates of domestic violence in the world at that point. Because pre-communism, it wasn't, Basically, it wasn't a crime. Yeah. And then... Um, so it caused a massive backlash, understandably. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what did the... Was it the editor? Uh, the, the, so the, the, the editor of the Romanian Playboy said... He apologised, but then also said... Uh, it's actually not even hate speech, because uh, the tips weren't real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't know what you're saying. Sorry, <laughs> sorry you got mad about that. <laughs> but then there was also um, the chairman... Chairwoman of uh, Playboy International had a quote. Which I just thought was funny. So, uh, I'll read the quote. Uh, the, uh, this article flies in the face of Playboy's 46-year-old history of strongly opposing any visual or editorial depiction of violence towards women. Which is <laughs> such a brag about something that everyone does. Yeah. It's like, well, we, we, we never, never post pictures of <laughs> people beating women. Yeah. Like every other magazine. Look at us. <laughs> Aren't we was, nice? Yeah, we're taking credit for absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Bloody old Romania. That's one that went wrong. There's something else. They're like, yeah, hit her with a knife. Yeah, something to do with knives. It was very violent. got real then. I think there was a lot of feminist protests in Romania. They were up in arms about it. You would be. (laughs) But yeah, that was quite a bad one. Did you hear in uh, Iraq, speaking of bad ones, (laughs) uh, April 1st, 1988. 1998, rather. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is after the Gulf War. And the US has placed sanctions on Iraq anyway. But uh, a newspaper owned by Saddam Hussein's son said that Bill Clinton has lifted all sanctions against Iraq. Wait. So the civilians went mental. That means all of a sudden we're going to start getting like stuff from America imported. We can enjoy all this. They're, but, like, like, they're in big poverty. Massive they're poverty. Like, we can trade again. So, like, our so. quality of life is going up. But obviously it was an April Fool's joke. 
Um, <laughs> so people were pretty pissed off when they realised it was a joke. So understandably, they did the exact same thing next year. Uh, and the newspaper was like, yep, yeah, we're going to get bananas, Pepsi, chocolate, all this stuff. <laughs> Again, people were pissed. Um, so you're like, okay, all right, let's call it a day. But they do the exact same thing again the next year <laughs> and the following year. So in 2001, they're like, right, we've had enough. April Fool's is banned in Iraq. Okay? <laughs> so 2001, Wait, we're who, who April banned April it? Fools. Saddam Hussein? I could probably could have been him back then, yeah. I thought, does, was he not control, controlling the press in um, Iraq at the time? Well, it was Saddam Hussein's son who was, who was doing this. So he couldn't control his son. <laughs> yeah, it's like... If that was just like a newspaper, you'd like it wouldn't be going on. Yeah. But it's the idiot son of the dictator, and you just have to let him do it. He's doing a Nero on it, making making exactly. everyone fight him in the Coliseum. Yeah, he's gone mad with power. So, um, there's a bit of a loophole though, because in 2003, the Iraqi ambassador to Russia, who re- realizes, oh, and I'm not in Iraq. April Fools isn't banned here. <laughs> on April first, the. Uh, the ambassador says the American. So this is when this is two thousand three now. Mm. The U.S. For, U.K. forces have invaded Iraq, and the Iraqi ambassador to Russia says that the Americans have accidentally killed seven British forces. In this speech to like a load of people going out to the world, and then he said, "April Fools," <laughs> <laughs> and then. Four days later, the entire Iraqi government collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's, that's just, he's just so out of touch <laughs> with what is an appropriate prank. Yeah, definitely not. The and final even place. just telling someone something and then revealing that it wasn't true <laughs> is like the <laughs> lowest level of a prank, especially that level. Do you Except think, when do you think I did it to you. Line? When I did it to you, that okay. was the highest level. Because that was that was on the line though. This guy is not on the line. <laughs> He's way over it. Even letting it linger for like seven seconds. The fact that it was his government was collapsing at the time. <laughs> it's like, you should be focusing on different things. Not April Fool's jokes that have been banned in your home country. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it is like when you go to like America or something and you want to try Four loco. Yeah. You want to try the thing that's banned just to see what it's like. That's true. Or, you know, when you go to like Thailand or something. Yeah. You definitely want to <laughs> see what the deal is down there. You know, with the, uh, <clears throat> the coconut milk. <laughs> that, that's the thing they have there. Oh, here, tell me about Randy Wood. Will you? Randy Wood <laughs> had the great idea to uh, prank his wife. He 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 get he went to her and he says, "Hey, honey, come look out in the garden. I've got something to show you." He quickly scurries out to the garden. And uh, he set up this massive apparatus. The lavatory. rig. Yeah. It's, it's gonna. It's like a wrapped around his, like groin, groin basically. That's. But he's gonna make it look like he's hung himself. <laughs> he so has he like ha- a noose and everything. Yeah. So so he fake hangs himself, and his wife is obviously mortified. So she calls the police, um, and the police arrive, and he ends up having to pay like a, a big fine. A thousand dollar fine. Arrive. Yeah. While he's there in his hanging rig. Because you have to explain why he's faked his own death. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And then his wife divorced him shortly after. <laughs> she was actually, um, let's take a little um, actually. She was, oh, no. It was already his ex wife. Oh, really? And he <laughs> rang her and said, hey, come over. She <laughs> got there. He was hanging from the tree. <laughs> Will you take me back? This <laughs> <laughs> is just to start a conversation, maybe. <laughs> uh. Yeah. 
embarrassing yourself in front of your ex-wife <laughs> and our team of policemen and apparently they also they called like policemen and the fire department yeah they called a load of lads out <laughs> yeah that'll that'll get you a fine I wonder how long he let it go before he was like oh, oh, just a prank sorry just a prank because <laughs> if you don't do it right away yeah you get she had enough time she clearly had enough time to call the police, police to get there yeah <laughs> the police to get there um, speaking of Romanian pranks that went wrong Ooh. in April 2000 uh, 60 people were informed in a Romanian newspaper that their loved ones were going to be released from prison. <laughs> so they made long trips. Like, Romania's a pretty big country. They made long trips to this prison, high-security prison, uh, to, you know, welcome their loved ones coming out of jail. The loved ones didn't, weren't even told about the prank. Um, <laughs> so they just rock up and it's like, ah, no, it was a, it was a joke. Um, what year was that? Uh, uh, 2000. So uh-huh. the same year. Oh, no. Same year as... Uh, Around the same time. It's, the same <laughs> it's a bad year for uh, <laughs> April Fool's Day in Romania. I'm off to Romania tomorrow. Yeah, don't do any April Fool's pranks. I'll prank them. What do you have? Oh, do you hear about Hooters? No. Hooters ran a competition for its staff as an April Fool's joke. They said, uh, whatever hostess sells the, uh, the most beer this month will get a free Toyota. Mm. And uh, this one lady... Busted her hump, you know, served, sold the most beer, really put the most effort into work, and they're like, okay, here's your free Toyota. Is it a- and it was a Toyota. Oh. <laughs> Toyota doll. Oh no, you gotta get it in writing. And she was so pissed, and she be. sued them. Did she win? And she won. Yeah. And, they got her, and apparently she won enough money to buy any Toyota she'd like. <laughs> That's such a shitty thing as well, though. Because yeah. you're making them work harder for you. And then be like, ha what a funny joke. I tricked you into doing overtime unpaid. <laughs> and they, yeah, egg on your face, Hooters. Who doesn't have a great reputation for being nice to women in the first place. <laughs> Did you, uh... There's this bar, oh, there's this bar that like ran something where it was like, if you suck X amount of dicks, you'll get a free holiday. Mm, yeah. And a holiday is just the name of a cocktail that they have. <laughs> I may have seen a video of that happening. <laughs> she's running, maybe yeah, she's running fun. around doing like it's two like, little slurps on each dick, going <laughs> to the next one. Oh, you feel so fucking bad though. It's just it's quite a spectacle. Uh, anyway, June 1977, <laughs> Anglia TV broadcasts The Alternative 3, a documentary which was part of a legit educational science series. And Alternative 3 was meant to be like the third alternative to what happens if the world kind of blows up. And it was yeah. that they get the scientist people and the scientists, the smartest scientist people and, and technicians, engineers, politicians. Podcasters. Yeah, Trash Island. Uh, <laughs> and they take them to this kind of Noah's Ark colony on Mars. Um, and as part of the series, they interviewed like a legit astronaut who was like, oh no, yeah, like uh, this is a thing that's going on. Because it was, the documentary was made, the sort of the backdrop was that they were like, oh, a lot of scientists have been going missing recently. And uh, we tried to do an investigative thing and it turns out we stumbled upon this whole thing, Alternative well, 3. They're blowing the story. So they're blowing the story, them. yeah. So it's in June as well. So people, it's not an April Fool's joke or anything like that. So a lot of people called in, like the TV stations were flooded with and angry people who were like, why are we 
take it like, <laughs> oh, I want to go. Why, why am I not going? This is inhuman. Yeah. And the reason it was uh, aired in June, it was meant to be aired on April 1st, but there was an editing <laughs> issue and they couldn't find a slot for it until June. So, I mean, maybe next time, just wait until next, next April Fool's Day. <laughs> They're obviously pleased as punch with themselves. Like, yeah. oh, this is so brilliant, though. We'll put it out in June. <laughs> They're like, oh, everyone will love it. Everyone's going to think we're so smart. So smug, yeah. Yeah, smug, but, uh, smug, smug. They got one lady to... I mean, it formed almost like a weird cult following, because there's a lady in 2007 who claimed that it was real, and she was one of the chosen ones for... Yeah, I bet the there's people out there now who... Say no, it's actually real. Yeah, but all the lizard man shit, people believe. Yeah, oh yeah, happily, I believe it. Mm. You know, Martin, don't think we should do a break this week. No, we keep going. April Fool. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, some fat bloke in a van eating a KFC might cheer you up. I have no idea how that works. It's all part of the act. All part of the show. You can't hear it. It's not disgusting. Well, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, jeez. We're just looking at, like, you ever see those YouTube prank videos? And they're like, prank you? But they're not pranks. They're like, run up to someone and punch them in the face. Yeah, like, shout at someone. Prank. <laughs> oh, you're going to die, you're going to die. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I had a friend in college who, one year, I remember I mentioned earlier where I felt like I wasn't playing. And I, therefore, was outraged I was pranked. Yeah. But what got me was it wasn't even a prank. He just, I went into my desk in college to work on my thesis. And uh, he'd put in a load of crap around the office onto my desk. And he was like, gotcha. That's kind of a prank, because you have to take it all off now. But there's no fooling element there. He tricked me into thinking... No, of... you look like a fool cleaning all the stuff off your desk. Right, well, and he was so gloatful about what he did. <laughs> I'm on his team. And I was annoyed. Well, maybe you are. Maybe everyone is. <laughs> uh, but I was so annoyed that I went back, like, right, I'm going to fuck his shit up. Yeah. So I was like, we lived together, so I went back to the house. And he was like, no, oh, you're not going to get me, you're not going to get me. And all this, you know. Um, and he was so confident because he'd locked his room, so I couldn't get to any of his stuff. Right. And so I had to, I was like... Fuming, looking around for something to fuck up. So, like, well, I just had to. I, I had to work with what he, what he had in the bathroom and his food. Okay. So I, I just got. That's the world of opportunity. I, I had to get creative. So like, I got his, he had a red pepper. I like <laughs> cut a little. Inc- remember this. I cut a little incision <laughs> on the top of the pepper with a knife, just large enough to squeeze a belly jelly bean through. I filled up his pepper with jelly beans. And I, like, I got barbecue sauce and I poured it all into his shampoo. It's a barbecue shampoo. <laughs> I did loads. I just a lot of it involved putting some foods in other foods where it shouldn't be, and I, I thought it was gonna be great. But then he gets home, he just eats through the food that I fucked with without noticing. The pepper thing, he just throws it out after a while. Let's go a bit rotten. I go, ah, oh, nothing. He done throws it out. Doesn't notice full of jelly beans. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't doesn't use the shampoo. Uh, we found out though that my other housemate um, had been using the shampoo for like a week. <laughs> Eventually, I was like, did you not notice any of it? Didn't um, even get him. Yeah. <laughs> he was just, he was, his ignorance made him impervious to the he was, prank. He was right, though. Yeah. You never got him. Well, he did. Yeah, I never got him. I did get my other housemate accidentally. Yeah. Well, he shouldn't have been using his shampoo. Yeah. Well, exactly. I'm, I'm thinking back now, I may have gotten wrong shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever pranked for revenge? Um, oh, plenty of times. Only small ones. Well, once it wasn't even a prank. We just guessed my friend's Facebook password in one go. Um, just by guessing the country that he's from and the year that he's born in. That was his password. And then uh, we were like, ah, oh, we changed your password. 
and made him uh, run around like our little block of houses uh, in just his undies <laughs> until we change it. Oh, you blackmailed him? <laughs> yeah, that's a prank. <laughs> um, that was good fun. Yeah, that is good fun. But no, never. You know what the Manchester Police did in 2015? What did they do? They had a funny little April Fool's prank. They, uh, they put up a, a tweet. You know, this is all corporations on social media again, kind of. But yeah. this is the police. Right. Um, and they tweeted uh, that they're running a competition. Uh, you can vote to release your favourite prisoner from the prison. And whoever got the most votes would all, not only get released, but also get a free holiday. <laughs> £500 or something like that. And... Um, how was that received? It was met with huge backlash from <laughs> families of people whose children had been murdered and were, those people were now in the prison. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> they didn't like... I can't imagine it would please anyone. No. <laughs> us, it is a bit funny for the... I enjoy it. ...observer. <laughs> yeah. but, no, not if my kid had been killed by all the Freddy stab fingers. Or if you, uh, your loved one was in prison. There's two sides to every story. Get your hopes up. Just like the Romanian guys. Yeah. Prisons just shouldn't do pranks, maybe. Yeah, no, no pranks about being released from prison or dying, beating women, beating women, or pranks that cause international incidents. Yes, like this Israeli one. Oh, I, uh, I gave you the alley oop there. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, I don't have any. I don't facts. have it. You don't have the facts. No, I don't really have. I the knew facts. you had the facts. Uh, in 1986, an Israeli intelligence officer. This is when they were at war with the Lebanese, I believe. Yeah. Um. He leaked intelligence that... Uh, he was an intelligence officer, so people would believe him. Right. He said that there was an assassination attempt on the... I think maybe it was the president of Lebanon? Or... Yeah, they said that he got badly wounded in an assassination attempt. Yeah. And, like, the minister... There's, like, people running in the government being like, there's been a bloody assassination <laughs> attempt! And, like, everyone's taking it real seriously, and they, they have to be like, actually, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> but then, like, the Israelis were really not trusted. Yeah. So they're like, that might be counterintelligence saying it didn't happen. <laughs> so it caused a big sting, very tense situation. Jeez. The intelligence officer who, who did the prank... Um, I think he was suspended for six months. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he got a shouting. Don't cause another international incident. <laughs> Not again. Yeah, bloody. Man, why would you ever think to... Just that's... When it's international, like, tensions, military tensions and... International Military Tensions Day. Yeah. That's <laughs> what they should rename it. Yeah. Uh, not, the, not, the, not the right time for a jovial bit of fun. No. There's a fake deadline given to Glenn Howlett of London... Canada. Whoa, whoa. You. No, no we, like, we like Canada. Um, just they're not rock and roll. We don't like London, Canada. No. He's got a memo, anyway, informing him that this report that he had to do was uh, going to be due two weeks early. Um, and he freaked. He freaked out. He was on holiday, and he cancelled his vacation, or he cut it short and uh, phoned the office to tell everyone, guys, you've got to work double time this week. That report that was due... In two months is due in two weeks. Um, the memo that was given to him obviously was dated April first, but he he completely overlooked that. But he got so panicked that uh, he ended up having a heart attack. But he recovered. Oh jeez! But once he recovered, he realised this this ain't it. This game isn't for me. So he retired, and the company that needed him to do the report ended up not even getting the report. Um, and then when he realised it was a joke, he sued that company for damages. Oh hell yeah! I can't. It, the the thing I read didn't give me a figure, but he clearly uh, got his own back. Not in a pranking way, but in a legal way. Do you ever wish something like that happened to you? 
What, so I could sue? You had quite a bad injury, but you recovered and you were basically fine after like a month. Yeah. And then you could, bad enough that you could sue for enough money to not have to work for the rest of your life. I guess. Well, no, honestly not. Like, you know when you see those, if you don't see a wet floor sign? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you'd be like, I could go. But if you really wanted to do it, then you'd do it. But there's something putting you off. Like, that injury, you don't want to get that injury. That's why you get compensated for it. I actually, I think that actually did happen to me. I feel a bit awkward to sue. <laughs> yeah, like you'd know, you'd know in your heart of hearts that it is. Like, cause I, I'll never complain about food in a restaurant or send anything back. Yeah, it's just it's too uncomfortable for me. Like um, earlier this week, I was chopping up my leap card at the Lewis stuff. Oh yeah, and um, I had my leap. I was using my card, and then I tried to scan it, and I said, "Oh, it doesn't work." Put put it into. The, the pad yeah and i put it in the pad and i typed in my code and then then the, that was like accepted but in the meantime it cancelled the transaction so okay. they took my money and didn't top up my leap card <laughs> so i'm out 20 quid and zero quid on my leap card now but are you gonna call them out it's not i don't know that would make me so uncomfortable doing that that it's but you're in the I, right i valued i value not having to do that at yeah. 20 euro but it's definitely so stupid i should just get you my just, money back you should just ride it for free like five or six times and then be like no well uh, actually, I was take about doing that. actually what I did was I was like fuck the Lewis entirely yeah. and I just started walking to work <laughs> never fuck again fuck <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, definitely the smart thing to do would just get my money back yeah do you want to you should have done that I found something not funny about April Fool's Day oh yeah there's a book called April Fool's Day what like, was it oh, about here we go and uh, it's about a lady called Bryce Courtney I think and it, it's a book about her hemophilic son who got AIDS in a blood transfusion on April Fool's Day. Is it a fiction? <laughs> no, it's not a real thing that happened. He either died on April Fool's Day or maybe... Why would why would she call it April Fool's Day? I think because he either died on it or got the dodgy transfusion on April Fool's Day. Uh, it's really tragic as well. Does, April, does like the whole concept of April Fool's Day come into the story? Or did she just call it that? I don't know. I think it's a little too dark to come into the story i think it's like ironic you know oh it's like oh, and it's okay. like this is a joke that this happened you know this uh, in an outrage sort of way maybe. yeah yeah because it was back when aids wasn't very well understood yeah, and all... people be like only degenerates get aids and AIDS this innocent fools, poor hemophilic man has accidentally gotten aids now and everyone thinks he's a degenerate on top of that yeah that's so that's not funny that's not funny um, God bless that man. Yeah. Oh, you know what I was. Uh, when, when I said we don't like London calendar earlier, mm-hmm. that was an April Fool's joke. We do like them. Yep. Gotcha. <laughs> you bloody London Canada listeners that were thinking, oh, Trash Island don't love us. Uh, we do. I thought I thought we'd better say that because we've had some Canadian listeners since our um, yeah since our Nickelback episode. And London is a big town nearish to Toronto, maybe. Maybe might be. It may well be near you, Toronto. You guys know where it is. Yeah, you know where you're at. I don't. I do think though that maybe we should pick one place that we don't like. Yeah, you kind of have to. You can't sit on the fence. How about uh, Myanmar? No, that's a little too. How about the French? Yeah, the bloody French. <laughs> oh, why not? There's no French listeners. They're like known for being rude, right? Probably. Yeah, and I went to that forced labor camp in France in for France, three weeks. Yeah. Um, they knocked Ireland out of the World Cup with a with a handball. Oh, the Terry Henry with his big Terry fingers. Terry So I Look think me knowing a football thing. Yeah, well yeah. done. You've been learning. All right, so fuck the French. Yeah, <laughs> not April Fools. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no homo. No, no homo. <laughs> um, in two thousand two, there were some Kansas City DJs. 
Kansas or Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. And they said, uh, guys, don't be drinking water today because our local water supply has been contaminated with dihydrogen monoxide, <laughs> um, which is H2O. Oh, yeah. And they were like, oh, it can cause sweating, urination, and skin pruning. So people were freaking out, like, oh my god, what's going on? Calling the water department, calling the police, <laughs> being like, there's dihydrogen monoxide in our water. Um, and everyone was panicking because they didn't know, they obviously thought something was in the water. Yeah. And a government, government official even accused them of being terrorists. Um, but it, it kind of died down and the, D, the DJs kept their job. But in 2013, the exact same thing was done by two Florida DJs who got fired and nearly had uh, felony charges. Was that Opie and Anthony, that second one? Really? It might have been. And then they, had, they moved to New York and they carried on their career anyway. No way. Yeah, I think what Opie and Anthony did have a... They got fired yeah. for a prank. It could be that then, yeah. Um, oh, I have a good, I have some personal prank stories Go on. about uh, Larry. Uh-huh. Larry, friend of the show, on episode five. But uh, he, when he was a kid, he got his dad with a ripper of an April Fool's prank. Down the back of his garden, there was a lot of like honeysuckles, you know, like the purpley flowers with the nectar in them. Uh, I think so. They're, they're the ones that have the little like line, the bud thing that comes out. Yeah, I would always buy it off the bottom and suck out the nectar. Mm. But that might have been a joke someone said. <coughs> I'd always tell myself I could taste honey. Yeah. But anyway, bees loved them. Yeah. And little Larry went down in the back of the garden with a, a roses box <laughs> and kind of trapped like two two or three bees in, in the roses too. <laughs> it's just an impressive amount of bees for a child to be able to catch yeah. and take. <laughs> and he, he goes into his, his dad who's sitting on the couch and knows. He's like, Abby, I know here's I got you some chocolates, Dad. <laughs> And they're like, oh my trustworthy son. <laughs> yeah, he opens it and it's bees. <laughs> and all of a sudden there's like three bees and now he's angry. That's a lot and, of bees. And his dad, got, his, his dad got real angry after his bees and now he's, he didn't take it well at all. That is so good. You can't. Uh, Absolutely <laughs> clowned. There's nothing you can do about the bees either. You're just gonna. That's a problem you've got to deal with for a couple hours. Get up and be busy and try and shoot them. <laughs> yeah. Not only anger the bees. Oh, that's brilliant. Let the bees do your bidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so there's another one that went, went wrong. I have one about Mr. X and Mr. Y as well. Oh, uh, yeah? My two friends. Go on. You, you all know Mr. X. Well, Mr. Y is uh, self-employed, so he wasn't sure how to do his taxes. Yeah, yeah. Because we, our company just does our taxes for us. We just have to. Yeah. We they just take our money and we go, yeah, sure, grand. Yeah. Uh, but Mr. Y was worried he'd have to declare his income, and he rang up Mr. X, who knew about tax stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mr. X thought, here's an opportunity for some fun. Yeah. So he's like, oh yeah, what you have to do there is, uh, yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to ring up the tax office in Cork, where Mr. Y was living at the time. Mm. He's like. And yeah, that, that's real bad what you're doing. You're going to have to, and for a P20... P21. P21, <laughs> declare bankruptcy form. No, declaring tax form for odd form. <laughs> and it's something like that. Mr. Y ate or something. He, he rang up the tax office in Cork and was looking for the P21. Wait, is that the form? That, yeah, that's the yeah. one that's not real. Yeah, What's yeah. the one that's real? It's P26. P12. Uh, P26 might be one. Oh, well, anyway. They'd never heard of it. And yeah. They're like, what? <laughs> Jono! Do we have the P21 for? <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, the penny drops then when he, he, he rang up the tax office and said he needed to declare a tax fraud. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what you want to be doing. Oh, no. 
Looks like Martin's still watching. <laughs> we're still, we're still watching this video of his, what's she called? Big Girl Burps? Yeah. It looks like she's drinking a big gallon of pee. Of apple juice. It's probably apple juice. Yeah. But she, she gets her big fat belly out and does these big disgusting burps. <laughs> and it's clearly for people to masturbate. Kevin wanted to put it on on silent. We're going we're gonna to have a quick break while I mop up and Kevin watches. Uh, oh, some you can leave videos. that mop. Okay. <laughs> the sauce, that hot sauce. The cheese and a hash brown. I've got my fries. Fries are in the bag. They did well today. They didn't put them in upside down or anything stupid like that. You know, the, the fries are actually in there. They fell over because I've dropped the bag. Oh, we're back. We're all dry. Yeah, Martin got on his knees and cleaned up that spill. Cleaned the water. Because uh, Kevin has a policy of my guest. My mess. My guests, and I like my guests to clean my messes. <laughs> um, Where were we? Did you hear about Jonathan Swift? Yes. Did you? I did, yeah, go on. Uh, so he's Jonathan Swift in 1700s, the author of Gulliver's Travels yeah. and a famous satirist. satirist? Yeah. He wrote, satirist that, yeah. he wrote that a modest proposal thing, which suggests that the rich should just eat the poor. <laughs> and that would sort out uh, poverty uh, and hunger. Um, but there was a. Uh, He's part, he's part of he's a big guy in the Church of Ireland I think it was mm-hmm. and there was these astrologists who would always thumb their nose at the Church of Ireland and predict that they'd be making predictions that prominent figures in the church were going to die right so all Swifty big Church of Ireland man and you know famed satirist satirist yeah. thought I'm going to get this guy the only way I know how satire, satire. <laughs> so he <laughs> he uh yeah he posed as an astrologist called Isaac Bickerstaff <laughs> <laughs> and um, made a prediction that uh, the, the offending astrologist John Partridge was going to die. Mm. He predicted his death from like a week from then or something. Yeah. And then he published a different letter pretending, posing as a government official confirming that that fella had died <laughs> to the point where people were trying to come around and like evaluate his possession for the will <laughs> and stuff. And he was like, no, I'm not dead. That must be a harrowing experience if someone just comes over to your house thinking you're dead. <laughs> yeah. Like, like a big notebook of... <laughs> But it was almost like it sort of became a meme then because he couldn't live down these rumours that he died. Oh, he yeah. constantly had to defend himself for not being dead. Mm. And then Jonathan Swift as himself would go, what a moron. <laughs> He'd be then just caught, like heckling him as he tried to say he wasn't dead. <laughs> <laughs> what a legend. So, yeah, he fucking clowned him hard. <laughs> I've got one here. In 2013, um, there's an 18-year-old in Oklahoma, Tori Wheeler. Oh, yeah. And she pranked her boyfriend, Derek, by telling him she was pregnant. <laughs> Good um, Derek wasn't too happy to hear the news. He didn't think it was a prank, obviously. But it was yeah. April Fool's Day, so he should have known. Yeah. Um, Tori's not happy with the fact that Derek isn't, you know, guffawing at the joke. So she, you know, whips out some knives and starts threatening him with them. Um, and then the police came to settle the matter, at which point she was like, ah, the knives were also just an April Fool's joke. <laughs> uh, I think the actual thing that happened here was this girl was a little bit a little bit mad, and it just happened to be April 1st. <laughs> so, <laughs> she, was, she was pushing her luck, or seeing how far she could take it. I think the knives certainly weren't supposed to be part of the prank. No. Probably reacting for her getting so upset at his poor reaction to the pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Don't do that on April Fool's, girls. Yeah. All you don't lie about being pregnant either. Yeah, that's. Oh wait, that's what you said. Don't threaten people with knives either. That too. None of them. Um, Well, no, lie about being pregnant on April Fool's Day again. 
The line. I, it's risky. If you're within the it's line. Very risky. But okay, I, I tell you, you I go, we're together, Kevin, I'm pregnant. And you're like, what? This is it. You have to get an abortion. You have to get No way. No <laughs> way. You have to get an abortion. I shouldn't have reacted like that. Now I can see Tory's point. <laughs> <laughs> Tory Wheeler, was it? Tory Wheeler. That sounds like you a derogatory nickname for someone in English politics. Like, Tory Wheeler. It's like John Swift. <laughs> a notorious Tory Wheeler. Like <laughs> Tory Wheeler. Yeah. English politics is quite funny. Yeah, they have the old... Uh, there's a lot of cool lines that get thrown around in the House of Commons. There's a load of, like... They're basically political rap battles. Don't they, every week... Um, the shadow cabinet get to just take pot shots at the PM. You can do that, yeah. It's like the Prime Minister's question time. Yeah, which is roast the Prime Minister's time pretty much. Apparently it's so stressful having to do that at the PM. Yeah. Imagine that. The whole concept of filibustering is hilarious. Oh it's so funny. Just talking a good prank. Yeah. Yeah. Um just reading out the dictionary for forty eight hours to stop a bill from passing. It's like you've broke the system. It's so good that they have a word for it yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh brilliant I like gerrymandering as well that's fun yeah but that's a lot more ominous when you redraw the maps yeah you can swing some states that way mm-hmm. uh, in 1976 a renowned physicist said on the BBC radio that there was a Jovian Plutonian effect happening on April 1st that meant at 9.47am the Earth's gravity was going to be slightly weaker because of the way all the other <laughs> planet's gravity was pulling just at that specific point in time so he was like everyone who tries to jump at 947 will jump probably like twice as high as normal <laughs> so a lot of people tried it and it was harmless no one got angry didn't have to apologize great prank top prank yeah well with on the line yeah it's the perfect amount of you've made trick made someone do something foolish yeah i think you have to trick someone into taking an action for me yeah really and, like and as the person jumping you'd be like oh what a silly person oh, i am i can't believe that you know and you'd that. have a laugh you'd have yeah. a story you'd have, you that. go <laughs> you got me you, got you might me. pretend he didn't get you <laughs> yeah you might be a bit embarrassed but that's it's it like, no, i was just jumping then anyway <laughs> i always jump at 9 47 a.m <laughs> <laughs> my jumping jacks yeah i bet if you did always do jumping jacks at that time you and you believe you're like this is great. I can try this out and have a perfect excuse for why I was jumping. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, maybe. That nah, was silly. I'll just keep doing my just, jumping jacks. Just doing it, doing it for years, just so you can say on the day that you weren't pranked. <laughs> um, do you, have you heard of the Yes Men? Mm, like the concept? No, it's these guys. It's a documentary called The Yes Men, um, but it's these two guys who are like masterminds at deceiving and... They they do it for the greater good though. So they Ooh. got onto uh, BBC, uh, pretending to be representatives of this company called Dow Chemical. Mm-hmm. And Dow Chemical in the eighties had a big chemical plant in Bhopal in India, which exploded because they were ignoring all like safety standards and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Five hundred thousand people in like the densely populated village nearby were poisoned. I think there's like a thousand deaths or, or something like uh, eight eight thousand deaths from the explosion alone. Um, so these guys get onto BBC News pretending to be representatives of Dow Chemical and they say, yeah, we're going to pay however many millions um, to the families of the people, like which is what the company should have done. Yeah. So yeah. this is why it was a great prank. And they're like, yeah, we're going to pay. Like It was a terrible thing that we did. Um, we didn't take measures to make sure the plant was safe and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. you can literally see, it's like that scene in uh, in Bruce Almighty, the, the stock is just plummeting. <laughs> while they're saying this because all the shareholders are like I don't want some of the profit going to that 
Um, so this is this is the caliber. This is the type of guys we're talking about. They're serious pranks. Ethical pranks. Yeah. So That's... they did. Uh... And did they make the company actually give money to the people? No, they had no control over it. They were just two pranksters. But oh, they but you think I, I, the company would have gotten a message and uh, I thought like under public pressure they might have. But the public it. pressure would have. But like it's good to raise awareness anyway about yeah. the, the whole. Fair issue. play though. They hit them a blow with their stock price. Anyway. Yeah, that's how you get them when it where it hurts. The the big fat cats. Big hit, fat cats hit the bottom line. But they did one. Uh, this wasn't for the greater good necessarily, but it was still brilliant. So they started G A T T gat.org which was uh, there's there's some meaning behind that acronym but it, it, it was a, it's, I think it was the generally accepted trade generally some, accepted some, Tim Tim yeah <laughs> he was a guy that the product was Tim yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tim, Tim was everyone a, would bring Tim everywhere like he's generally, if you needed someone that wasn't loved but generally accepted you bring it's Tim. a perfect person to bring to a party with yeah, you exactly. you've no one else to go with yeah. generally accepted Tim he's not going to upstage you he won't, but upstage, people he won't accept offend anyone you could leave him on his own He'll fit in. He'll, he'll have a chat. He'll bring up conversation with people he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So that's the website they set up. But uh, they weren't <laughs> pretending to be a, a generic, lovable Tim. They were <laughs> pretending to be the World Trade Organization's official publication. Oh, wow. Um, so it started getting... It started blowing up. People were believing. I'm about to knock that cup again. Well, it's empty. It's empty <laughs> this time. Uh, people were believing that they were who they said they were. Oh, to the point where they'd get calls from massive like gigs and and uh, places where they wanted like these representatives to talk because they were like oh this is the world trade organization's representative so finland uh is having a big textile uh presentation which is all about like uh, a lot of engineers and scientists and things like that are there so it's a real like smart caliber of person that's attending this uh presentation um, and they they present at this thing with a giant golden penis attached, <laughs> which uh, they claimed was a high tech contraption which could allow managers to keep track of their employees and their employees' time, uh, and that was genuinely met with applause. People were like, "That's that's a great idea." And it was a giant metal penis. It was literally well, it wasn't actually a penis, but phallic it was. Though. It was very phallic. Like, <laughs> you don't have to be stupid to to look past that. Um, but yeah, nobody got the joke at all, and it was met with resounding applause. Everyone was like, "You guys are geniuses," and they left without a trace. Like we should we should track our employees' time more with our penises. <laughs> yeah, well, egg on their face. Big business. Yeah, that one did that one hurt anyone? Didn't hurt anyone. I suppose that there was a lot of people who were hoping they were attending something worth their time, but <laughs> I say that's one of the things that. It's the sort of thing you get people going to who'll just say it was amazing and really valuable. And just for the sake of it. Yeah, just to like raise their profile. Yeah. Act like they're, just yeah. to justify to themselves that they didn't just waste their time. And the other people that make themselves like seem valuable. Mm. It's all a big old circle jerk. Hey, that didn't sound too bad. <laughs> Press Have a fun circle. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear Burger King did one? This is 2019 one. Where... Uh, yeah, try not to watch. We've transitioned on now to the same sort of burping fat girl videos, but it looks like it's a different girl, is it? It's a different girl. There's a lot of these girls who do it. <laughs> it's not weird that we're doing this, by the way. This just came on and we haven't bothered to turn it off. Um, yeah, it came on YouTube where you have to type in the name of the video you want. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Burger King, two days ago, they ran this thing where they replaced... It was I think it was in the States, but they replaced uh, the actual burger meat with uh, Impossible Burger meat you know impossible possible it's burger. no no it's it's this whole thing where it's it's not it's obviously it's 100 percent vegan but it's oh, identical right, yeah, to yeah. uh burger meat 
Um, and it was kind of cool because obviously it was a prank, but everyone was like, oh, it kind of worked. And their plan is to start selling Impossible Burgers, Impossible Burgers in the future. Oh, that is good. So they turned it like, it's a good prank. It is corporate, okay? It's corporate. It is evil. And it hard. is evil and corporate, but it didn't hurt anyone. People were impressed with uh, the thing. Veganism is good, and they're going to start selling them in the future. So and people had no idea was, that it was... They couldn't tell. They couldn't tell. Well, it's not like Burger King is to freshest meat anyway, but yeah, still good. Yeah. Points to Burger King. Points to Burger King. Do you want to get some Burger King later? Uh, I could be down for that, actually. McDonald's also did one. Well, what did they do? They advertised a shake sauce, which is like <laughs> nugget dipping sauce, but in the flavor of milkshake. <laughs> um, that's that's another thing. But I feel like a bit of a disgusting human being for wanting it to be <laughs> a real thing. I've never really been a... I've like tried it because I heard the ice cream, king, but ice cream and chips. I've is... never been the guy. It's not you a... You wouldn't do it with a chipper chip, would you? No. It has to be... It's, 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 no, chipper chip is just for vinegar. Like, the food isn't really real food in McDonald's. No, it, it is, it's... Yeah, it's its own universe of edible matter like the, the fry in McDonald's is probably closer to what's in the milkshake than what's in the potato <laughs> exactly yeah. Yeah. it's gone through a lot of weird weird processes it probably is just blended up fries mm. with vanilla powder on them in the milkshake I need that oh you know what I used to tell people a little lie uh, when I went to McDonald's whenever I, if I had curly fries I'd be like do you know how they make the curly fries pig's tails no they have a machine where you put the they cook the regular fries and I mean, this is what they have the fry machine, and the fry all comes out. You put the potatoes in the top, and the fry all comes out at the end in one long fry. Yeah. And if they want curly fries, they feed the one long fry into the curling machine, uh, and then that will curl the fries and they snip it off at the length. That's believable. And then I and I'd escalate it then by saying, and if they have too many curly fries, they can put the curling machine on reverse and put the fries <laughs> back into the I'm curling machine. Them. It will straighten them. <laughs> <laughs> I used to tell my friends that it was possible for Pokemon cards to evolve. <laughs> like if you had a Charmander you could evolve into a Charmeleon if you used it in battles dun, enough they <laughs> bought it yeah like a couple of them bought it That's it was my funny. friends who I hung out with at the, at the corner of my garden when I was a kid oh yeah and you almost had your tumble almost yeah I had a tumble <laughs> yeah that was good times excuse me this video, these burping videos are making me burp you should start your own burping channel would anyone watch that? Uh, maybe Maybe let me Definitely know. Definitely someone would. If I get enough Twitter interest, I'll think about it. Yeah. You know. Would you show your face? I'll probably see my belly. That's all That's all they want to see. Yeah. Right. I took a nude once and I had my face in it. <laughs> <laughs> I even feel like, not even just for the fact that you can identify it, but you can just see so your own awkward. emotion at the yeah. time of the... And I don't know, I was trying to be like... <laughs> nice <laughs> Smile! <laughs> <laughs> I think it got screenshot it. <laughs> that was good. Um, hope it's deleted. <laughs> you never know, man, with the cloud these days. Yeah. Definitely don't search for that, anyway. <laughs> Kevin, smiley nude. <laughs> Smiling I, Kevin The nude. good thing about it is it will probably look like, you know those fake, deep fake porn things yeah. you do where they put, like, Miley Cyrus's fake face yeah. in a porn star? Yeah, because someone would do that to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, they might. <laughs> if, we, if we really blow up if people stop making deep fakes of us yeah there's real 34 of the internet yeah if it exists there is porn of it do we exist yet though uh, oh man what a question someone called me over and work today to ask me a question about something and he's like oh well I suppose the real question is does anything matter and I was like <laughs> <laughs> he's pranking me maybe he is feeling down 
Nah, he was he was doing a little trick. Or maybe he was masking his pain with humor. He's like, yeah, well, maybe nothing matters. Nothing <laughs> 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 does matter. Depends on how you. It's semantics, I suppose. Yeah. Could what does matter mean? Yeah. Matter is anything that takes up mass. No. What does it mean to? Matter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you fooled me. I, I do like to play the fool. Like yeah. to start a prank where you're like. I'm a big dumb idiot and I believe this thing. Yeah. And get people to think that you actually believe that thing. I like pretending, yeah, like, oh, it's like it's 2018, right? It's like, no, it's 2019. What? I like insisting that people are getting Tom Cruise and uh, Tom Hanks mixed up. Excuse <laughs> 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 usually my brother a lot. He's like, oh, who's that guy Mission Impossible? Um, hey, Tom Hanks. And they're like, no, you're thinking of Tom Cruise. Like, no, no, no. That's you're thinking of Tom. Yeah, and I just, yeah. That's a good way to chip away slowly. Mm. Wasn't he, Barra saying he does that to... Barra was saying he lies to his little sisters. Real small things. Real small things, like uh, there's 16 flags on the United States of America flag. Yeah. There's little things that... I think the ideal situation is they burrow into your consciousness when they're children and they carry it to adulthood you believing very, this thing without very, ever really yeah. uh, checking up on it. And then you say that fact at a party and everyone... Um, falls at you, you know. and then you have to go through the archives of all the facts you've ever heard and question whether any one of them is real yeah then your whole like yeah trust ish to- trust totally eroded uh, mm. you can't don't know what to trust anymore I remember when when it was declared that Pluto was no longer a planet that was when I was like nothing is real anymore <laughs> you like, I know it could be false yeah right I was like they have the old dad like someone's really messed up by calling Pluto a planet in the first place. Because <laughs> we learned that for years and years and years. It ruins the rhyme. Well, I guess mm. it doesn't because it's the last one. You can change... Yeah, my sister told me the... That mnemonic. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember what it was? I, I forget it. I remember it was my very educated mother. No. Something... Well, not yours. <laughs> <laughs> Busy kissing frogs. Yeah. Um, I did a... I told someone something stupid like that and worked the other day. Mm. And the Indian guy said, like, look at this, it's uh, pearl barley. And he's like, what is that? What is that? And I was like, oh, that's when they put a bit of barley <laughs> onto an oyster and a pearl sort of forms around it. And what was he like? And I was going on and they're all believing me. And he's like, wait, this isn't vegetarian because he's a vegetarian. And he's like, <laughs> looking at the bottom, looking her up in the phone. And I was like, no, no, it's high. <laughs> What an idiot. I was like, oh, I've upset him. <laughs> they, they, they believe me. What a ridiculous story. Imagine that. Yeah. One, one little grain of barley. It's the size of a grain of rice. And you put that in clam and leave it for two weeks. You get one of those grains. That's a very expensive and It's process. such a labor-intensive process to get well, a bowl of barley. You have hundreds of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I would sometimes fall for those old. It's The, the more innocent they are the more they kind of slip in unnoticed. It's like a Trojan horse. Yeah. When there's no real skin in the game, when you tell me, oh, no, I didn't speak to your mate on Friday. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. weird. <laughs> oh, someone must be lying there. You would have gone on thinking your mate was a liar. Or that you were. Part li- you didn't think I was lying. I'm, <laughs> I'm a very good liar. <laughs> exactly. I'm an excellent liar. Uh, you'd never know. So, you could have been. I would know. I, conv- I did know. <laughs> I convinced Mr. X that Mr. Y had started carrying around a knife. Uh, yeah, I, wasn't there another story you told me where someone I also I had another friend who <laughs> was actually doing that <laughs> I drew on that experience to lie to Mr. X <laughs> yeah it's a worrying thing when someone has a knife yeah I won't put it down yeah why do you need that <laughs> give me that knife and then they think no 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 <coughs> if I give him the knife then he'll have the power and then you're just in a 
A dance that never ends. <laughs> Do you ever hear that song, The Song That Never Ends? It is a song that never ends. It just goes on and on, my friend. My mum told me to sing that if I was ever scared. Really? Yeah. Oh. Did it work? I never was scared, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I did sing it a couple times and it worked. Yeah, but the thing about that song is, always ends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Despite the... End it just there. It's like the never-ending story. Well, no, someone's always singing it no. in the world. No. So with, with a good enough microphone, the song never ends. <coughs> I don't know. Well, look. What song do you think has never ended for the lot? Like, probably just a really popular song that has sustained popularity for... Maybe a hymn. Mm. Like, uh... Well, Happy Birthday. Uh, that's copyrighted. Yeah, the it's Beatles own it. No, they have their own Happy Birthday song. Oh, really? Everyone goes like, Happy... Oh, I heard it's your birthday. It's your birthday. I don't know, someone owns a copyright and if you use it in film or TV, you have to pay them. Oh. I sometimes listen to that song. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, when it's not Happy my birthday. Birth- yeah, I don't think I've ever listened to that on my birthday. <laughs> yeah. It's good though. It's a, cr- it's a classic. It's well, a cracker. Maybe we should uh, have a birthday of our own. Go off and listen to some birthday songs. Yeah. Um, There's a smooth ending. Called- Smooth oh. jazz. <laughs> 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 okay. 